Hello and welcome to this episode of OPI Talk. I'm your host, Mike Diekmann, and my guest today is Jeanette Bresitz, Managing Director of UK Dealer Group Office Friendly. Jeanette joined Office Friendly almost exactly a year ago, replacing Julie Hawley. She knows the UK dealer community very well, but mostly from a slightly different perspective, the wholesale one. She spent about 12 years at Spices, first when it was a standalone wholesale organisation and more recently as part of the Spot Group. Uh, That was before OT Group got involved. Uh, That's another story. I caught up with Jeanette in early May for our big interview and the next issue of OPI. That's the June issue, which is on its way to our readers right now. Here's an extract from that interview. Hi Jeanette, and thanks for joining me today. I've just briefly referred to your industry background, but uh, you'll do a much better job expanding on it. So tell me a bit about your journey to becoming MD of Office Friendly. So I've been pretty much in the industry since I left education, so a a, a reasonably long time. Um, So I started out at Viking, prior to Viking even being part of Office Depot, within the category team and worked within the category team for about seven years at, at, at Viking. I left the Viking business to go traveling, so I've got a bit of a passion for travel. Um, and coming back after my 18 months travels, um, I joined Spices. So from a Spices perspective, my career path continued along the category and, and the merchandising side of things. I then developed into marketing and was um, head of marketing for the organization before the merger with Office Team and the creation of Spot Group. Uh, Then I moved into a role which was sales operations and communications led, um, mainly for the spices business, but also got involved at a spot spot level as well uh, on certain projects. So spent 12 years with spices. uh, And again, um, travel kind of, uh, got the better of me and my wanderlust took me <laughs> away for another 12 months um, and I came back and did a consultancy role um, within FNCG for about a year um, prior to finding the role that I had uh, latterly at Staples. So I joined the Staples business from a category merchandising and marketing perspective. So uh, in the UK headed up those functions uh, reporting into Robert Baldry. Uh, and then I also took over the staples.co.uk side of the business just before COVID hit, so lucky me. Um, so, uh, and then migrated following the sale of the book of business um, to Banner, where I spent about six months um, prior to moving to my role as MD of Office Friendly. And I guess the last year has been a bit of a whirlwind um, for me, so coming back into the dealer side of the community in the UK, so I spent that 12 months trying to just develop and focus the team. Um, We've had a number of team changes, so we've spent a lot of time recruiting as well um, alongside the established members that we've got for the Office Friendly team. Spending quite a lot of time understanding our membership who are quite diverse and building supplier relationships. So kind of this is the first time in my career that I've worked alongside um, Val spent quite a lot of time building relationships with the teams there and we crazily decided to go ahead with a conference mid-COVID uh, which was absolutely the right thing to do you know I think the, the whole industry wanted a bit of confidence and a, a bit of buoyancy.
Cornwall and we had a really successful conference back in October of last year. Has Opus Friendly changed sort of in any fundamental way as a result of what's happened over the past couple of years? I think it's probably changed the, the support that we give to our membership and also the collaboration that we've seen between individual members and that, you know, we've seen much more of that community spirit um, come to play. So, you know, pe people's businesses uh, and people individually have been struggling in different ways over the last couple of years. And I think this has shown that irrespective of whether you are a competitor within a marketplace, actually, there's a lot of care and consideration for individual businesses around um, the UK marketplace. And our, our members have been supporting one another as well as looking to office friendly for us to support and guide and lead during what has been um, tricky and difficult times, but also mm. opportunistic times as well. Now, we interviewed um, Steve Harrop back in, I think it was 2015. When, when we talked to Steve, he said you had about 160 members with a combined, combined revenue of about 465 million. How does that stand today? Uh, so, slightly smaller membership today, we've got a membership of 130 members, however, the size of some of those members that we've attracted has been larger than potentially some of the tail that we had in previous years, so collectively our turnover now would be about 500 million across our 130 members, and whilst most of our members are UK-based, we do have a couple of Irish members as well, so, you know, we do span across the Irish Sea as well. Okay, all right. How many people work at Office Friendly? We've got 16 team members. Um, okay. So those team members stretch from business development, marketing, finance and purchasing. So when you said earlier that you've got about 130 members now, is that a result of consolidation within your membership as well? Our membership numbers have been pretty static over the last 12 months. We have seen some consolidation within our membership. And they're the types of conversations that um, if somebody is looking to exit their business or sell their business, we try and facilitate within the membership. And we've got some, you know, some great businesses who want to grow and develop through acquisition. And so we try and facilitate those conversations where possible. Yeah, every now and again, we, we do see some members leave and, you know, choose either to go to another group or, or choose to be independent. It's whatever is right for their business. And I think that's why there are probably still quite a number of groups that exist in the UK because we all represent something very slightly different to our yeah. own membership. Okay. Now, to what extent do you think dealers are providing the sort of the, the digital experience that people now want? Yeah, I think there are, there are some great industry systems out there. Whether they can provide a singularly unique experience to an end user versus a large organization, I guess that's tricky to, to say. However, I think we're talking, you know, there, there are two kind of consumers that we're talking about here. There are, there are those consumers who, who just comfortably want to go and buy what they know they need online without transacting necessarily with, with an individual versus those who really value that consultative sell and that support of an organisation, whether it be a, a, a dealer or a contract stationer, where there's more engagement as part of that transaction. So I think the second part of those consumers expect a slick experience online, so they, they expect to be able to 
find what they want, know that it's in stock, that it's going to arrive tomorrow, and if it's not, when it is going to arrive. And I think those core fundamentals, most dealer systems probably can provide. Um, what about online marketplaces? Is that something that your dealers are uh, jumping on in any way? I think there's enough to distract them through their normal, regular customer base, and whether you know whether they're a traditional dealer organisation who has a sales team, whether that be you know physical or phone based, um, or whether they're an online business. There aren't too many today from an office-friendly point of view, that really utilise that marketplace side of things. Um, let's talk about the, the wholesalers. And VOW, obviously, is incredibly close to, to office-friendly. Do you still share the same building? No, we don't. So we moved into our own premises September of 2021. So historically, yes, we're always based in the same building as, as VOW. I took the decision kind of early part of my standing in office friendly for us to move to a, a separate building which gave us the space to develop and grow and be our own organisation. So whilst, you know, Dow are our wholesale partner, we're not intrinsically linked from a, a building or an IT perspective any longer. How is the relationship with Wow now? Um, the relationship is still good, you know, that relationship goes back, you know, between Office Friendly and Wow for, for 28 years. So, you know, there's there's a lot of kind of heritage in that relationship. And whilst, you know, the organisation physically are further apart than they ever have been, we still have a very good relationship and a very supportive of, of Wow as our wholesale partner. Yes, there are challenges and it wouldn't be right of us not to challenge now on price and service, all of the things that are really important to our members and present differing challenges to our members for some of the things we just talked about. So, you know, we, we still need to work together as two organisations, even though sometimes you have to challenge each other to be better. Um, so what would happen if VOW got sold to another entity? Would that have a massive impact on Office Friendly from a just a practicality point of view? Um, I think day one, no, and it would depend on who who was the new owner of that VAL organisation and what their plan was to grow and develop their business, and I guess it would be our opportunity to show and develop to any new owners what, what value Office Friendly and the dealer groups have. Okay, um, now moving on to the sort of general industry landscape, what's your view on vendor relationships as specifically as regards Office Friendly? Um, we've got some really close um, uh, supplier partners, so um, you know it's it's our job and our role to support those vendors, irrespective of the, their kind of choice of route to market, of how we help promote the right products for them and with our members, giving our members the right um, tools, training, and marketing programs to help a much wider. Uh, and diverse range of those products. So there are certain manufacturers who are better set up to um, to be able to deliver products that aren't necessarily in the wholesalers' assortment, and others that you know don't have that supply chain in place. And I guess that's you know that's where the benefit of Amazon comes in, and you know they'll do all of your fulfilment for you as well. Right. Um, we you know so we're really close to a lot of those core manufacturers and work really closely with them to you know a lot of time and money bringing new product to market how do we how do we help get that message across and help that end-to-end -end sale of 
um, the consultative sell when a, a, a genuine new product comes to market and getting the, across the features and benefits of that. Also, from an office-friendly point of view, we're also looking at where we can um, find different areas of product set that our members can offer to their end user um, to help that diversification. So um, last summer, we launched an initiative with Toolbank, who are one of the largest wholesalers of, of tools and power tools and product um, in that sector across the UK market. They've got 30,000 products that sit in that sector. Um, and that was really warmly welcomed by, by our membership. So I think keeping close to that manufacturer space, whether it be currently in our space today or where we're diversifying is, is still key for, for myself and the team and, you know, specifically Simon who runs that part for us. Um, that kind of brings me nearly to the end. What are the biggest challenges right now? I think we touched on one of the biggest challenges right now, which is inflation. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a, irrespective of the area of the, the channel you are in, that's probably your biggest challenge today and, and how you manage it, manage some of those inflationary cost changes in your business um, and still keep yourself in a good, profitable space to develop and grow. Other industry challenges, I, I guess it comes down to some of the sustainability elements. You know, I think we have a responsibility as an industry where, you know, we're quite, the products that we supply are quite consumptive. How do we get to a position whereby we've got that good blend of, you know, continuing to drive sales by providing product to the, the right product to the end user, but thinking about what happens to that product some way down the line as well. Um, you know, we've got a big responsibility as an industry there. The, 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 the global kind of challenges that you, we all face, you know, we're, we're a long way out, out of COVID, but we're not there yet. We've got the challenges in um, Russia and the Ukraine, which are putting um, pressure on uh, global supply chains and global markets that, um, again, will, you know, present um, price and logistical challenges. I think, you know, that, that will undoubtedly rumble on for, for some time and wow. hopefully um, the situation resolves itself for the poor people of Ukraine at yeah. some point very soon. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, there, there are there's such a broad balance of challenges, but there's masses of opportunity as well. You know, we're, we're in an economy where, you know, whilst there are inflationary challenges, we're starting to become a little bit more buoyant again. People are starting to see good business growth. And as long as you can carefully manage those costs and your supply chain, there's, there's tons of opportunity there. Thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. For much more from this interview with Jeanette Bresitz, make sure you check out the June issue of OPI magazine. This content is only available to OPI subscribers. So if you're not already a member of OPI, please go to our website, opi.net, and click on the subscribe button near the top right of the homepage. Please join us soon for another episode of OPI Talk.